Good day, tea and listeners. Once again, I discuss a matter of pertinent importance relating to public schools and management thereof. I discuss a Supreme Court of Appeal case, which was heard on the 18th of May 2020 and delivered on the 3rd of July 2020. The case, the school governing body, Gray College, Bloemfontein versus Dion Skirpers and another, case number 503-19. stroke Hello Hector, as always great to have you on Legal Ease. Another sensitive case, but certainly one well worth taking note of, as the relationship between schools, principals, communities and governing bodies are critical to the well-being of our learners. Please share the background to this SCA case with our listeners. The respondent, Mr Skippers, was the headmaster of Great College Bloemfontein. On the 3rd of May 2018, he was invited to a special meeting of the school governing body scheduled for the 15th of May 2018 via email. The subject of the discussion was that of rights and duties that the SGB had delegated to him. In the email addressed to him, it stated in Afrikaans as follows, the doel van die speciale beheerlichaam vergadering en die enigste punt op die agenda is duidelijk namelijk die terugtrekking van die beheerlichaamse rechten en verplichtinge wat in jou gedelegeer is. From this, it is quite clear that the SGB had intended to revoke certain rights and duties, which they allege they could do by virtue of the powers vested in them. And what transpired after this special meeting? Subsequent to the meeting held between Mr. Skippers and the SGB, certain functions pertaining to his duties were revoked, and delegated to a school manager, which was duly appointed. The only functionalities which were delegated to him going forward was that of managing the academic activities of the school, which they believed the law conferred upon him and not the additional activities which the SGB had delegated. He received no prior clarification on the rights and duties that were to be withdrawn by the SGB. He also requested a postponement of the meeting in order to prepare himself to reply, but this was refused, effectively ambushing him and not allowing him to redress on any allegations made by the SGB. Hector, just in brief, what were some of the complaints and allegations raised by the SGB? That staff were treated harshly and aggressively, certain grievances were not addressed or resolved, he victimized educators and bullied them, that he had condoned ill discipline which was visible, he was not equipped to deal with complex racial issues, that he manipulated the appointment of members to the SGB, that he was unable to instill values and traditions to learners, he did not enjoy the respect of learners because he was not emotionally connected, and that he was not approachable by parents. So then, what action did the SGB take after the meeting? The SGB took a resolution by means of a secret ballot, which was in favour of removing his duties. They further published the decision in the form of a memorandum addressed to the great community, learners, parents and personnel. What remedy did the respondent follow after his duties and functionalities were revoked? The respondent took the matter to the High Court Bloemfontein, where the court ruled in his favour. Unsatisfied with the judgment, the SGB appealed the High Court decision, hence this appeal by the applicant to the SCA. What did the SCA regard as a question in this appeal? Is a school principal still a school principal 
when he or she is no longer to perform the key functions attached to that role, and further, whether the SGB established in terms of the provisions of the South African Schools Act 84 of 1996 acted within its powers at a special meeting held on the 15th of May 2018. Did the decision of the SGB fall under administrative action? The decision by the SGB, according to the court, was quite clearly administrative action. The challenge by the SGB in terms of having appealed this matter was that it would then not have been compelled to deal with the issue of procedural fairness. So challenging the legality issue would then avoid dealing with the procedural fairness. That was the motivation for the appeal, according to the SCA. Again, just in brief, Hector, can you share with the listeners what some of the duties of the principal are, according to the High Court? Section 16.3, in express terms, bestows a professional management authority in relation to a public school on a principal. In that capacity, he or she is not restricted to manage only the academic program of the school. Section 16A2A reaffirms the professional management function of a principal and, far from restricting it, says that what is listed there under as duties of the principal is not exhaustive. In terms of this, he is required to manage all academic and support staff. Furthermore, he is required to manage the use of learning support material and other equipment. Is there any case law as authority? He or she is the day-to-day face of the school, the first protocol for parents, learners, educators, other staff and the community. This being the express terms of the applicable statutes and clear guidance from the Constitutional Court in regard to the Valcom case that was heard before it. The Constitutional Court had regard to provisions of Section 16AA, which lists the functions and responsibilities of a public school principal. These were an essential part of his or her professional duties and places a legal obligation on a principal by the wording of Section 16A2. The principal must... The SGB relied on sections 5, 6, 7 and 8 of the Act, which deal mainly with admissions to schools. The SGB clearly did not heed the guidance given by the Constitutional Court. What further reason did the SCA give for its ruling in this case? The conclusion of the Quota Quo that the SGB lacked the statutory authority to act in the manner complained of by effectively preventing the principal from fulfilling his functions and duty is correct. The assertion that the court below, referring to the High Court, erred in holding that the decision by the SGB constituted administrative action is also unfounded. In the Minister of Education, Western Cape and others, versus governing body, micro primary school and another, the court held a public school along with his governing body is an organ of state. It is then trite law that the Public Administration and Justice Act would be applicable and that any questionable decision taken could be reviewable. Taking the questionable decision, the SGB not only acted beyond its statutory authority, but negated Mr. Skipper's labor law rights. So if there was a basis for any disciplinary case to be pursued against Mr. Skipper's by the SGB, 
then that should have been the route that should have been followed, rather than to attempt in revoking rights and functionalities. So in conclusion, Hector, what was the order of the SCA in this matter? The appeal is dismissed with costs, including the cost of two counsel, meaning the High Court judgment stands and the SGB is to pay all costs. Until next time, listeners, keep well and have a good day.